Hello, everyone. Thank you for turning into Embracing Linguistics Differences. Through this podcast, we'll be answering some common questions about multilingualism and teaching in multilingual environments. All right, so our first question is, what are some of the main differences between Spanish and English? There are differences in phonology, morphology, syntax, discourse, and pragmatics. Phonology is the sounds of a language. Examples are how letters are spoken differently, like J, which is J in English, and H in Spanish. Morphology is word formation. An example is how many words in English are gender-based, which adds a layer of complicity that English doesn't have. Syntax is a sentence structure. An example is how English can be flexible in its structure and change around the subject, verb, object, order, while English cannot. Discourse is the chunks of language used in conversation. Example of this is how the English language allows for consonant clusters at the start of words, while Spanish does not. Pragmatics are the ways context and culture influence language use. An example of this is how both languages use idiomatic expressions, but they are different from each other and not easy to understand unless one knows the cultural context behind the phrase. Understanding the differences is important for teachers in creating lesson plans, as well as understanding students and making a classroom environment as welcoming, comfortable, and encouraging as possible. In creating a lesson plan, pragmatics were focused on. We asked our partners, students, about their family trees and thus encouraged them to open up about and share their culture, as well as the cultures of their family members. So our second question is, um, how, was the language, how was the language barrier between your virtual exchange student and you? Since English was not the first language of many of the students in the program, some topics were harder to talk about due to the vocabulary needed to have the conversation. While some students were strong in their knowledge of English, others unfortunately struggled with this hard language and were not as comfortable with speaking. Question three is, how were the students able to overcome this challenge? Thankfully, due to the technology that is provided for us today, through the use of PowerPoints, visual items, and translators, there are multiple resources to be used. Question four is, what knowledge did you gain from this virtual exchange program? Not only were we able to learn about the culture and daily life of a student in Tenerife, we got to learn skills that could be applied to a classroom. When doing one of the projects, my partner gave me insightful information about what he found was helpful in the classrooms while in learning English or if English is not your best language. We talked about how it's important to push children to show their growth without pushing them out of their comfort zone. It's important to create an environment that all students are comfortable in and can easily share their questions and thoughts. Also, he mentioned how the teacher should take advice from the students on how they can improve or see things from another perspective that might be easier for the class to understand, and I couldn't agree more. How important was communication? Since the time zones were different, it was important to communicate at least once a week to ensure that a meeting was still occurring. With the different holidays and daylight savings, sometimes meetings would have to be skipped and written exchange was better off. What languages should you use in a classroom while teaching ELL students? Though English is the language being taught, it is important to not make that the only language ELL students use in the classroom. It is very important to incorporate the student's native language into the lessons as well. How does the inclusion of the student's native language help in teaching? It allows students to make connections between their native tongue and English, which helps them understand the lesson better. What other tips do you have for teaching ELL students successfully? You should always try to 
You should always try to create a positive environment so all of your students feel comfortable and are encouraged to want to learn more. This always allows for students to learn from one another, giving them a deeper knowledge of other classmates' cultures and how that plays a role in their learning. Are there any other examples of a project you would have ELL students do? I recently put together a language family tree project that allows students to look into who is in their family and what languages they speak. This opens them up to new knowledge of language and why they use certain dialects depending on the community they are in. This gives the students a chance to use their new knowledge of English and make connections back to their native language and compare the two. Why are scaffolds so important? Scaffolds are important to include in classrooms because they allow each student to feel included and comfortable in the classroom. Different scaffold categories are sensory, interactive, and graphic. Each of these work in different ways to help make lessons clear and have all students feel supported and capable. Although all students can use scaffolds, ELLs are empowered by them most. How did you use scaffolds in your virtual partnership? Throughout the virtual partnership, scaffolds made things much easier when meeting synchronously and asynchronously. Different scaffolds used during the, this process were PowerPoints, peer decks, portraying images, using emojis, and creating charts to make everything clearer. In project two, we got to form our own lesson to do with our partners. Using scaffolds were key to allowing our partners to follow along. How will you use scaffolds in your future classroom? Now that I have learned how important scaffolds are, it will be key to creating lessons in a future classroom. Different scaffolds I will use include showing videos that include illustrations and visuals that will help explain a lesson, having charts on classroom walls with clear visuals of how to say words in English versus another language spoken by students in the classroom, creating small groups and partnerships to make sure students have someone to work with and explain projects to each other, and creating stations with hands-on activities to have students witness a lesson rather than just hear about it. Scaffolds are a crucial tool to creating a comfortable and inclusive environment for all students. Thank you all for joining us on our Embracing Linguistics Differences podcast. We hope this was helpful and we were able to answer some of your questions on what it is like to teach in a multilingualism classroom.